money, no parts, no deal. Utmins. Ah, think I'm me chest a hopo, my booty nanolia. Okay, welcome everybody to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and uh, after a triumphant return of wife power, um, we uh, are now, <laughs> I am now joined by... Michael R. Power. All right, Mike. Um, and just to be clear, wife power was invited to this episode. She just chose... She was. She yes. was. Her. Uh, this is mainly going to be gaming focused, so uh, we asked if she wants to participate. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. She can go. We and, get it. Uh, we understand. We, we, we totally understand. We're, we're those she guys. She doesn't want to hear Dave talk about video games for 30 minutes. She's got better things to do. Yeah, well, yeah. Doesn't everybody? Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, she says she's been playing lots of uh, Animal Crossing still, so that's good. She still um, hasn't been playing lots of Animal Crossing. We both, she's been playing a lot, so I've been playing it now and then. And there was a new update where you can now swim in the ocean and, and dive for uh, sea creatures. So they're keeping the game Keep interesting. There's still a lot of reasons to play. It's a long game, like we said before. So follow our uh, Instagram. We're going to post, you know, quite frequently. Like, not that frequently, actually. But we post like to post our updates on how our islands and houses are coming along. So Frequently enough, yeah. that's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and Wife Power has been doing amazing with what she's been updating, too. So definitely give her... Yeah, a- I need to post more because she has been playing a lot of work into it. And it's awesome. It's it's worth the, it's, the promotion. Really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I For sure. So. Um, also, Mike, uh, we are doing, a, a, again, the, the video call. We're continuing from our last episode. Um, yeah. And just because we've been doing this a lot, actually, I want to give some of these places like a, a small shout out and stuff. We're having our local beers. I can't see it that much in the video, but... Oh, yeah. Um, right today, I'm not sure if you're also drinking theirs or... Ha- I know you have been. I don't know if today's specifically today, but the... Uh, the Bandit Brewery, which is um, in Toronto, small small brewery and stuff. We've been ordering a lot of local stuff, stuff that we haven't tried or haven't had as much of before through the whole pandemic and being in isolation and stuff. And you know what? We've said it multiple times to each other through text and, and other things like that. But like, man, this is the way to get your your beer. You know, like yes. this is mm-hmm. not, not just, is it, not only is it convenient and are they doing a really good job of sort of mm-hmm. making sure there's distance and it's delivered safely and all that kind of stuff. But like, man, it's a great excuse to go and get like nice stuff that you wouldn't have thought yeah, of before. Craft so breweries in Toronto um, have been mostly offering free delivery yeah, and distance drop off and everything or social distance pickup. And they've been doing an awesome job. And it's a great excuse to try out your local brewery and support local business. And so, yeah, this yes. one we found, or this one we've been drinking lately, the Bandit Brewery. Also, as you put your can up, it was very back in my day themed. This one also, if you remember from Reservoir Dogs, uh, Mr. Pink. Mr. So another Pink. Back in my, yeah, so back in my day <laughs> theme. So we like this kind of brewery. That That's so kinda, great. They're having fun um, with, the, with the actual. Yeah. Your, yours looks, your, sorry, yours, yours is sort of Reservoir Dogs looking. And mm-hmm. mine's very pixelated. Um, yeah, this is exactly Mr. Pink from Reservoir Dogs. Same yeah. suit and everything, right? There you There's go. The, 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 uh, <laughs> That's awesome. The raccoon, so very Toronto. Yeah, the raccoon, yeah, which is there, so. sort of little. 
um, mm-hmm. it, it's just honestly like it's just like let's let's just acknowledge the sort of fun that we've been having with it and the fact that mm-hmm. it sort of kept us fueled through our um, watching stuff and, and honestly playing games and stuff because as we've been playing in the evenings with a lot of our games and stuff we've had these mm-hmm. cans beside us so yeah um, yeah so that's it anyways um, okay so we have a lot of a decent amount of video games to get to we're gonna get to what we've been playing uh, in just a bit but Mike you had a really good idea for a topic that I thought we could just like dig right into so um, so what are we talking about this time all right I got inspiration for this topic from this book I'm reading about the uh, history of video games by Dustin Hansen so it's an interest it's a really good book it's going through all the big video game releases and how they lead into one another in the history of video games. And he has a little section here, about his favorite boss battles of all time. And ah. he's sort of like a back in my day type of gamers too, like an older guy who's written a book. And I thought it would be fun if we went over our favorite okay. video game boss battles of all time. It can be from your childhood or it can be from recently, whatever, when you hear the word boss battles, whatever sort of sticks in your mind as your favorite. Okay. So okay. you, you queued this up. Um, I'm going to let mm-hmm. you, well, let's go back and forth one-to-one and stuff. Yeah, so what, what was like or, one of the first ones that you came up with? I have a list of five. So I ranked them mm-hmm. as in my favorite. To I, my... I have five as well. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go with five. I'll start with my fifth one. Okay. My fifth one is um, the elite four slash your rival from the uh... original Pokemon game. That's a classic, a classic boss battle. I could have picked any Pokemon game, but I picked the uh, first one because it, you know, the Elite Four, like the Final Four, not gym guys, but Final Four trainers you have to battle. Yeah. You battle them and you think you've won and then you have to to, defeat the new champion who ends up being your rival. So that's what the story is. Just by chance, who would have thought? (laughs) What are the odds? Uh, And um, yeah, and not also if you play the Pokemon games, you also have to play that boss battle over and over and over and over again to help get your 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 Pokemon like experience and stuff. So right. it's memorable in that way um, of playing it over and over again. It's memorable in the way of the twist the very first time you played it. Now it happens every time where you beat four, and then oh, does there's it? a okay. twist. Yeah, but the first time you played it, there's that twist, and it's it's super challenging. You have to get through all um, four or five trainers that have like full six pokemon parties and you don't get to heal in between so it's right, like you just have difficult. your potions and stuff right yeah um so yeah it's always one that when i hear boss battles would stick in my mind and it's a really fun one and deserves to be on the list i think so that's number five nice awesome um that's a good one. that's actually one of the ones i i came up with but uh, i don't know for whatever reason i don't know why i kept it off my i think we'll have some the same that's my prediction Ooh, i don't know i don't know i'm no? looking at okay. my maybe one my guess is maybe one Okay, well, I'll say we have two the same. That's my guess. Okay, all right. <laughs> so the first one that came to mind, I don't know why this is the first one that came to mind, um, but I'm a big Super Nintendo guy, and me and my brother played um, a decent amount of games together, and this one stood out for me, I think because I was watching, or I saw an article about Double Dragon 
not that long ago, and I just it popped into my mind when you said bosses. But Super mm-hmm. Double Dragon, which is I think Double Dragon Two technically or three from like the Japanese versions of the games. Um, I know that this one stands out because it's super difficult, but the game itself was just super difficult. But I remember right. me and me and Alex beat this once. Once we beat this game one time when wow. we were younger, and that's it. And it is and you still insanely remember the boss. difficult. What's that? And you still remember the boss, even though you. And I still remember the boss because he's a guy that sort of pops up every once in a while, like throughout the game, and he has he has like similar moves to some of the the um, other characters and stuff, but. I don't know, this game, I, I just really, really like this game. It's just like a beat-em-up sort of Streets of Rage type type style, Battletoads, you know. Um, right, yeah. But uh, but there's like a strategy of you have to beat him. Like you you have to take out all those sort of like little minion guys that are surrounding him first. Otherwise, you can't do any damage to him. If you try and did fight you say him. His, did you say his name? Do you remember his name? Oh, his name? Okay, so I looked this up earlier because I couldn't remember. So there's a couple different names, and I, I'm pretty sure as far as I could tell from like the sort of, wikis that i could uh, look up and stuff the uh, the sort of north american version of his name is duke so duke. i don't know if that's actually <laughs> so generic yeah so generic and it's just like mm-hmm. they give they give you know this as as bad as it sounds this asian dojo master mm-hmm. the name duke the name of duke it's just like yeah. really like uh, right out of gi joe yeah exactly he's definitely a, a gi joe type so um yeah anyways that that game itself stands out to me and i just remember being super difficult and it's one of those games where you can play co-op you can play two people but the game doesn't change if you play it single player same amount of enemies are there same it's just it's like you just can't change their difficulty on the fly right yeah there's no difficulties no nothing it's just one of those games where it's like either you want to try and beat your head against the wall on your own or Halfway through it, you beat your head against the wall with someone else. So, yeah. Um, okay, Super so Double Duke. Dragon, the final boss or set of bosses is what stood out to me. So, yeah. Nice. What do you got next? All right. So, Dave, you were a big, or you were a Super Nintendo kid. I was a Sega Genesis kid. Yes. So, my fourth favorite boss battle of all time Dr. Eggman Robotnik from Sonic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, when I hear, think of boss battle, this one sticks out. He is like, the bowser of sonic or the koopas or whatever kind of fight him at the end of every level and he's sitting in his like spaceship and actually did a good really really good job in the sonic movie of like bringing what a boss battle in sonic looks like to the screen kind of yeah i thought that was i still gotta watch it actually since you you said that you actually kind of liked it like i said yeah i actually kind of liked it i did actually like it i thought it was decent um and yeah the, the boss battles the robotnik boss battles they do the same thing that Mario in those Mario games do, but they get like progressively harder. Right. And it's the same way you beat him with like jumping into his his ship, just like jump on Bowser. But there's more like obstacles to dodge. And I just he is like one of the ultimate um, bosses to me and boss battles. Even though there hasn't been a Sonic game in a long time, it, that original Sonic that game is so yeah was so classic um, that I think he is one of the best bosses and boss battles so that's nice yeah um next up for me is uh, a little bit newer um i'll go back to older games in a bit but the next one up for me is uh i'm pretty sure it's pronounced glados which is the the boss sort of quote-unquote boss from the first portal game 
So yeah. that's the sort of computer that kind of runs everything Good and choice. sort of the yeah. cake, is, cake is a lie sort of line and, and that whole mm. thing that's been going on for the last like 10 years since that game came out or 15 or something. Um, I, I mean, that game in, in general is just very cheeky. It's very funny and stuff too. And they sort of bring the humor into a boss battle, which I kind of like. It gets a little bit more like ramped up. The music picks up. The atmosphere is slightly darker and stuff. But it's not that it's overly difficult. I just found that it's very fun. And I found that even though it is more difficult than some of the other puzzles throughout the game, it's, I don't know, it's just the dialogue in it just sort of all sort of ramps up around this really good sort of story beat. And it's sort of a surprise too, right? Like it, it sort of reveals what's kind of been going on or what it seems like me, might be going on through the game. And um, that was enough for me to sort of really remember that. I, I played that game twice. Um through and and i actually kind of wish i only played it the once it's one of those games where i just want to play it once and i just want to mm. sit with it like forever um but I, I don't know i just i really like the writing and the, and the humor in that game and it sort of brings it all together in the middle of a boss battle which is kind of fun so cool um, that's no, that uh, is uh yeah it's a newer game but an instantly classic newish newish yeah newish new yeah. yeah it might be back in my day still on the edge mm-hmm. um okay so my number three Here's one that we might have in common. Uh, Diablo from Diablo 2. So, okay. So I have Diablo 2, mm-hmm. but I actually put Bale on there. Oh, from the expansion? Yeah, from the expansion. So right. technically, okay. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say no that Diablo mm-hmm. isn't on there. But yeah. I, think, I think I played, or I think most people, I don't know, maybe most people played because it came out so close together. Yeah. I think yeah, Bale was right. sort of like the expansion boss. So yeah, for whatever reason, yeah. I chose that one. But there you go. That's the one I, I thought think, we would have the same. <laughs> I think um, the the real takeaway here is that all of the like bosses in the Diablo franchise are like, are really memorable and fun. Yeah. Um, and like the way to get loot. So you play them over and over and over. And the first time you play them, they're so difficult and then you get your character up and then you can eventually get to the point where you can like wipe them out super easy and figure out all their moves. Then you move up to the higher difficulty and do it again. That's the Diablo loop. And um, I will always remember Diablo as the first game that I played cooperatively with my friends online and the feeling of partying up together and and taking out Diablo or Bale um, how much fun that was and it's so common now but it was so rare back then to have an yeah. experience like that man dial like up internet only being able to talk to people by chat you know yeah while exactly. you're playing. like all that stuff makes such a big like we're mm-hmm. we're chatting anytime we want now but like mm-hmm. man you couldn't even do that in the middle of a game i don't even know if our dial-up internet at that time would have even been able to handle audio chatting yeah probably not so. <laughs> so. you had to like but like what we would do we like my friend would like bike to my house and like oh set me shit. up because he was better at tech than me right he's like, yeah in the party and like you know okay i'm using these weapons we kind of talk that way bike home and then we'd take on diablo and stuff together and like yeah that had, I had people these days have that experience like every day on whatever playstation or pc but like getting together with your friends and yeah, every down. day on their phone you know yeah like... their phone yeah <laughs> um sort of doing a raid or like an old school style right like raiding and diablo taking down to getting that sweet loot it was so much fun man so, yeah i mean i don't know always... about, it's funny right you say raids and stuff so there's raids in destiny there's raids in a whole bunch of mm. you know obviously wow and stuff like that but was it called a raid when we were doing it in diablo i don't know that it was 
I don't know what they. I think we were, were like, raiding. yeah, it wasn't really a raid, was it? it was like, but we would say like, let's we're raiding Diablo or whatever. Did you? Okay, see, I, I never yeah. use that. That's for me, my friends. Basically, but. what I'm saying is like, I never use that terminology. Whether I was, right. whether it was called that in the sort of zeitgeist or mm -hmm. not, raid came into like my mind when I mean, I never really played WoW, which we've talked about before, but like, I only knew what a raid was off of people that played wow which is kind of strange so maybe i yeah we, i don't we think played the early day of raids i think they kind of were though because you because those bosses are are bosses in groups and you have to sort yeah, of work together similar. to make it work it so yeah, yeah it is kind of similar right it is, it is. It's, it's not similar. it's not exact but it's similar for sure yeah it's not um, exact, yeah. yeah so yeah so i mean diablo 2 stands out for both of us as like yeah one of our top games growing up so mm -hmm. no surprise so you had Dale as your third i guess yeah, I didn't. You... I didn't quite rank them, but I, th I think okay. he would. He, I think the Diablo two stuff in general. If mm -hmm. if I were, I mean, and the other thing too, whether is, it was Diablo or Bale or whoever. Right? Exactly. That's that's another, and another thing too about like how you said Diablo instead of Bale. Like you're fighting Diablo, like you're not fighting just some other boss that they that they made up in the game or something. Like, yeah, you're fighting Diablo. So there's, there's yeah. something about that that sort of stands out a little bit more. So mm -hmm. I can definitely see that. Um, my next one, which. Um, I don't think this was, this was N64 days. Um, and this, I don't, I can't remember if you said this is a game that you played or not, but I think I've mentioned it a few times that I really, really love Diddy Kong Racing. Like I love right. that game. Yeah, no, I and I, I still to this day back. find it to yeah. be, I still, it's, it's pretty clunky. Um, but I still, maybe it's just nostalgia, but I still think that it's a better racing game than Mario 64 is. Mario specifically Kart mario 64 not the other ones or any of the other ones yeah. but mario 64 mario kart so. mario kart 64 right sorry mario kart 64 yes. yeah yeah but um, it had the planes so it had that over had the planes, the planes it had the, the, the water uh, hovercrafts hover hover yeah, so. um so the boss the final boss in this game called whiz pig which is like the sort of like <laughs> the bad guy of it who <laughs> like creates the world and locks everything away whatever the story was i don't fully remember but basically you have to, you race him, I think two or three times through the game and he's huge. Like he's ginormous. Like he's like a giant, like 10, what? 20 times larger than you, which basically means if you ever run into him, you get squished mm -hmm. and you're basically, you're done. Like he's, you have to race. What stands out to me about it is that you have to race flawlessly. Like it has to right. be a perfect race or you will not win. Anytime that you so all of a sudden you're you're doing okay in races or okay enough to sort of advance the next set. You're collecting your coins, balloons, all that bananas, all that shit that's in that game. And then you get to him and it's just one on one. There's no like, oh you came second. Okay, that's good enough to advance. You have to beat this guy. And if you don't, you're you're stuck. Like you need to just race a perfect, perfect race. So I remember I think they do two or three laps in the game, depending on which, which, um, which map it is. But I remember so many times I would screw up maybe 10 seconds in, reset. I'd screw up two minutes in, reset. I'd screw up right at the very end, reset. 
and just resetting and resetting and resetting and just like so determined to beat this stupid giant pig giant whiz pig <laughs> giant whiz pig like literally he's a whiz he's a wizard but he's a big warthog is basically what he is oh yeah. my god I was thinking um, something different when you said whiz pig, but yeah. it's funny. <laughs> That's good. But it was a kid's game, so otherwise they could have gone that way. Yeah. Um, wasn't Conker's bad for a day. Was it? Was it yeah. Conker's in it, which is Conker's in it, but not not in that way. <laughs> that's cool. That's a deep cut, man. Like that's yeah. uh I never owned the game, so I don't remember that boss. But that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I played the. I played. I the wonder if he appeared in any other any other games like Whiz Pig. Like, why isn't he in Smash? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. He would actually be kind of good because you'd be like one of the chunkier characters. You'd sort of be right. like a Bowser or whatever. That's a good point. And then once you beat him, you can race as him. But he's not a giant. He's back down to like normal size, which is kind of oh, funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Anyway, so cool. that's that that one. Yeah. That's good one. Um, yeah, back to my my next one, my number two on my list is back to N sixty four. So speaking of N sixty four, it's yeah, it's Bowser, but specifically the uh, uh, Mario sixty four Bowser. Yeah, that's like the battle. I, I picked like the game, you know. Um, Bowser obviously is like one of the more classic villains, probably most classic, most iconic video game villain. Um, the big the boss battle that sticks out for me the most is the one in uh, Mario sixty four. It's probably the one I played the most. It, it, the Odyssey and Galaxy Bowser stick out to me too, and obviously the original. Yeah. And the original, you just jumped on his head, and then 64 mm-hmm. one, you did something more fun where you like, and you used, and they really used the new controllers, new technology, and the three well because you had to run around circle. him. Yeah. Yeah, you had to run around him to make him dizzy and grab his tail and spin him around. Yeah. And um, I remember like there was no internet back then, there was no way to figure out how to, you had just had to figure out how to defeat him on your own right you can yeah. go on youtube and watch so that to me is the reason why it was more rewarding because once you figured it out that feeling of like you know i'll spin the controller all this is what i have to do and then um it, it was actually fun to replay and so that spouser obviously is going to be on the list of any just in bosses in yeah. video games but the 64 uh, Bowser boss fight six is number two for me and is like the most memorable Bowser boss battle to me. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to ignore any of the Mario stuff for sure. So <laughs> it, it makes sense. Yeah, did you have Bowser on yours anywhere? I I left off the Mario stuff because I was like I don't know which one to pick. I mean the N sixty four makes sense, but again for me I was much bigger into Super Nintendo than I was into okay. n64 and, and not that like i didn't have 64 and didn't play the hell out of it um but i i just couldn't i couldn't pinpoint which one it was but i think it makes sense to pick one like you said if it stands out but then it's kind of like an overall thing too right it's kind of hard to ignore that so um my last choice i i think my number one when i as i talk about these as i as i since i didn't rank them is actually probably Whizpig, honestly like nice. um that's probably my number one because <laughs> i just funny. i i remember when it, looking back now at how but much i, I played guess that, that game yeah, yeah looking back how much i played that game um i really put myself through like a couple hours of beating my head against the controller um when i probably shouldn't have you know it's one of those mm-hmm. things so and i probably wouldn't be able to do it today there's there's no way i could play that game in that way today um my last one is a, is a bit of a cheat, and the reason why it is is because I just can't pinpoint one thing in particular, and also these games are just have always just been way too difficult. Like, I just am not good at playing these games. Is 
pretty much every Mega Man boss ever. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, I like these games, but honestly, like, I don't know if I could ever, especially the old ones with the older mm -hmm. systems and older controllers and everything. I think maybe I've beaten one of the Mega Man X games, but but that's it. Like I just I can't get through these games, and, and I think I'm I just don't have the capability. I I sorry, but I'm just not a good enough gamer to beat Mega Man. Like that's just basically it. That's just the way it is for me. So I I just I don't have one particular Mega Man boss that stands out. Like it's not Electric Man or Woodman or whatever yeah, it is. Fireman. They're all yeah. They yeah, I, I, there's not one in particular. I I have never gotten so deep into them that I know which order to go in necessarily to make it easier. Right. Makes I'm sort of looking at the difficulty of them, but it's memorable because I am just I just always remember that I'm just not good enough to beat these games. <laughs> so when you hear the <laughs> phrase boss battle, you just think those damn Mega Man bosses. Hundred percent, and it's like yeah. it's every level, That's right? It's not even like it's the final boss. It's every right fucking level <laughs> yeah because so. that's the way the game is you pick the like boss right? yeah that's how you exactly. play Mega Man. yeah so um Mega Man. <laughs> that's good okay good i bet you you could have guessed my uh, number one but it has to be ganondorf ganon specific like ganon is always the boss and yep. bad guy in zelda games specifically for me it's the uh, ganon slash ganondorf uh battle in the o ocarina of time for n64 I would play that boss battle over and over and over and over. I load up my 64 and it saves you, it saves your progress in that game, like right before the battle. Yeah. So, you, it's a good so once you collect point, everything yeah. and yeah, all the, um, it's like the final save point, all the parts and everything, you can just load it and play that boss battle. I did it so many times. I just thought it was so much fun. It is always the ultimate, will always be the ultimate boss battle to me. Just the amount of times I played it. Um, beating it the feeling of beating it for the first time like that yeah of after such a big journey and everything like yeah such a big journey before i had my neighbor's guidebook and i had to figure out what the heck to do and i remember <laughs> i was like i wanted to prep myself for this episode so i watched a um a youtube video of someone taking him down and all the memories came back of just like <laughs> how to beat him like use your sword to knock the thing that he shoots back at him and then yeah you, when he's getting it off you roll under his legs and I was watching a YouTube video and I was like, so whenever I rolled under his legs, I always used the hammer to hit his tail. But okay. the guy in the video was using the sword. So I guess I was, I guess I thought I had figured it out that you had to use the hammer, but I guess you didn't have to. And I was just like taking that extra step. I don't know. All these years. I, I, I did not, I, again, again, something that we talked about, I think a few times and stuff like that's a game that stands out for pretty much everybody, I think around our yeah. age and stuff. But like, I, I didn't play through that game a bunch of times and stuff, so I don't really remember what I did. I probably just used the sword and stuff, but it's still interesting that there's multiple ways of figuring it out. You know, mm -hmm. like it's not easy, but it still gives you a bit of a choice whether you know it or not to actually be able to figure it out. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that to me, the best. I love Ganon. It, and I love that Ganondorf. I, so Ganon, Ganondorf is 
like he's different in every game kind of yeah. like sometimes he's yeah. a pig monster or sometimes he's whatever but that version in Ocarina of Time I think is like my fate also my favorite version and that's the version that's like in Smash Brothers I think that's the yeah iconic that's, just, that's the Smash Ganondorf. version yeah for yeah sure. I love that I love that Ganondorf that's and, true I do like yeah. that one a lot the, the one in Breath of the Wild is very epic Right. And maybe I just got lucky. I mean, I did get a lot of the unlocks. I really wanted to sort of level up, sort of link, sort of speak, quote unquote, level up to get to the end boss. But I didn't find it as difficult as I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. But all the Zelda games are so epic that sort of like those and long and, and great that like those boss battles sort of stand out because you've gone through such a crazy journey to get there too. Yeah, that it really sort of stands out even just for they that. They do reason. a good job forcing you to use the items and mechanics that you've learned along the way. Yeah, and so that way the boss battles are really rewarding. So yeah, they do it. They do it good. They do boss battles just about as good or better than any franchise. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Um, okay, so Mike, let's uh, let's take a very quick break, um, and we're going to get back to what we've been playing. Um, some of them are retro yeah. games. Some of them are not so much. Um, and there's a lot of talk about The Last of Us Part Two. Um, mm-hmm. I have played and finished that game over the last week. So we'll talk about that as well. So uh, we just hang tight. We're just gonna uh, take a quick break and we'll chat about the games that we've been playing as well. Welcome back, everybody, to Back in My Day. Um, a lot of uh, boss talk. We've been playing a lot of games, too. We've been playing a lot of uh, interesting games over the last few weeks since we've sort of updated our, our playlist, I guess. Um, Mike, let's start with you. What's what's one that stands out that you want to you chat about for a bit? Yeah, I've been, I've been catching up on old games during this uh, pandemic with some more free time for gaming and going through my back catalog and sort of finishing and starting games I never played before. So I talked about um, some games before, like, um, oh my god, what's that game with the with the Titans? That, that I, oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, it was like Colossus. the Titans. <laughs> talked about that one. Yes, we did. It's some yeah. other epic games. Uh, one franchise that I never got into that I that I tried out was Bioshock. Played oh, yeah. that. Got about six, seven hours in. It was good. I wasn't loving it, so I moved on. Um, Fair enough. It, but it's good. It's good. I had nothing against it. I just the time commitment that it was acquiring. I got the I got the gist of it. Um, so I want and I always want to try this franchise. So what I moved on to after Bioshock was he, this a game I've played before. So it's not like playing it you know, list of shame, but it's a re-release, twenty-year-old game that we talk about all the time. Episode One Pod Racer yes. came out on the Switch and the PS4. So we downloaded it. I've been playing it. I don't know if it's a great game, but it brings back tons of nostalgia. Um, the super fast racing, the Star Wars music, the Star Wars characters, which I, there's a lot of made-up characters in that game, but at least there's Anakin and Sebulba and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, still, what like we always talk about how it's one of the best sci-fi racing games. I think it still holds up as one of the best sci-fi racing games. You really feel the speed. Um, it's fun customizing your your pod racer. And again, it's the the music and it, obviously it's a daily game. It doesn't look like, but it's, it, it looks okay. And yeah, it handles well. 
I think. And I'm going to try to beat the whole game. I'm streaming it. going to try to get to the end and beat all the tournaments. That's my goal. And then I'll move on to something else. Yeah, nice. It's, um, like we've said through text, it's surprisingly difficult. The, the difficulty ramps difficult. up pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't played it to too. I got money. it for Switch, and you got it for PS4, I think, right? Yep, I got it for PS4. Yeah. <clears throat> I got it for Switch. It was Switch. difficult because they didn't tell you the controls. There's no tutorial. They don't tell you anything. Them in, <laughs> you have to figure it out. And I, once I heard the controls, I was doing pretty good. But you did say it was difficult, and I did realize if you want to keep up with it, like as you go down the tournaments, you do have to upgrade yeah. your, your, your vehicle. Yeah. And once you upgrade your vehicle, it's, yeah, that's how you win. That's how you continue beating the... Um, later tournaments so. yeah i I've, i don't know are you sticking to like one particular racer at all or are you sort of switching up? i just anakin because i know him then there was okay. some guy unlocked called bullseye something and I, i've been playing him because he, he was really fast and i, I okay. didn't have enough money to upgrade my pod racer so try the bullseye character if you're stuck and you okay. don't have enough money to upgrade anakin's try it out um yeah i just picked a random one i'm like oh this one has decent acceleration because i feel like i'm going to screw up a lot so acceleration will help me oh this one has like i picked like two i tried some ones. random guys too and it just yeah. wasn't working out so now i'm just oh, okay two, and i'm just gonna right. so maybe i should switch Anakin. it up because i've kind of stuck to one maybe two and that's it so yeah yeah so um, how you been i've been liking it i i really like it i mean i, I think it's they they basically ported it and it looks a little bit more polished but it still mm -hmm. pretty much looks like the same game an n64 um, game yeah yeah the the, the one thing that stood out to me as I was playing it and some of the levels is basically what it is not necessarily the pods themselves not necessarily even the mechanics of it which obviously would be spruced up if they if they did this but they come up with a lot of they're on planets that either have just been mentioned offhand or planets that are new um, this would work really well if they remade this game if they made another yes. version of this game if they just said Star Wars Pod Racer, didn't attach it to Episode One, didn't attach it to whatever, just Star Wars Pod Racer, no Anakin, even like just, and it would just look because some of these levels are so cool, the atmosphere that they have you in, that I feel like it would just be cool to just see what's around you more because now it's very blocky, it's a 64-bit sort of chunky. How stuff, cool would a so. racer game be in Star Wars? But like it's kind of like Mario Kart, and it's like all the characters from different movies are in it yeah. as racers. Cause like there is a, it is a wasted opportunity in this movie that all the racers are these no name people. Right. Right. They should be known characters. I mean, that's yeah. just cause it's a 20 year old game, but yeah. I mean like in the movie so itself, much I kind Luke of understand and Darth Vader and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Darth Vader would be so much better. I'm going through a level that's in like this lava world and it's, it's not, where Vader's complex is. It's not that one or anything. Right. It's just like, you're sort of going through this, this area where there's like spews of lava coming around you. And then you go and go down into like this sort of tunnel and stuff. And, you know, it looks good for a game that's 20 years old, but right. I feel like if you had that real, like new fidelity for it, it would look so epic that that yeah, would be enough to buy that game just to get that. Mm -hmm. It could still basically be the same game, but and, and, you know, whatever, just fully remake the game. Like, I really like it. It's fine yeah. that it's, like, 20 bucks or whatever it is. Like, it's yeah, totally exactly. worth that it's price. Um, yeah, it's a throwback. It's sort of, like, nostalgia is sort of what it's more about than anything else. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm getting my butt kicked here and there. So um, I, I don't think I'm, I'm getting the gist of the controls as much as they should. But, um, but I'm liking it. I'm liking it for sure. So, uh, definitely don't that's regret fine. buying it. That's for sure. 
No, no, it's a yeah, it's a good way to spend some hours. Yeah, my, I did make the mistake of playing a decent amount of it on handheld on the Switch, and mm. it's it's a little too small to sort of focus because of the sort of gotcha. chunky graphics and stuff. So I have to sort yeah, of put okay. it up on the screen to play it more. So, um, other thing I've been playing is uh, NBA Jam. So I've been trying to, I streamed it for a couple hours um, about a week or so ago uh, in the morning. So I was just like, ah, I got some time to kill. I'm going to drink some coffee and, and play some NBA Jam. Basically, I, I, I modded my SNES Mini and I downloaded some games that are not on it. And NBA Jam was one of the ones that stood out. That's that how like you're a, playing it. Oh, that's how I'm playing wow. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Look so that you. I downloaded that. I downloaded Donkey Kong Country Two, which again, of course, of brand. course, I did yeah. that. So I'll I'll play through that at some point. I downloaded a, uh, um, a Mickey Mouse game that I remember from when I was a kid. I downloaded that Mystical Ninjas game that we've talked about a couple times. Oh God, you found that game? I found it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you of course it. I did. Um, I, I downloaded. Those we talked about obscure games. Yeah, right? I downloaded a Power Rangers game. game, like all these games that I oh had God, when I was younger. Awesome. Um, but NBA Jam, I, I basically I think I wanted to play it because we watched The Last Dance, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be the Bulls, and I'm gonna yeah, hundred percent because I guess right. You're as the of Bulls, course, so, yeah. of course, Jordan's not in the game because they didn't like he didn't I guess allow the allow himself to be in the game. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's oh my god, Wayne Gretzky was doing the same thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, because yeah. they're the they're the big names, right? So you're yeah. you're Pippen and you're and you're Horace Grant. Those are the two guys you get on the team as the Bulls. Lame. Why even be them? That'd be someone else. Honestly, Pippin's sick, man. Pippin's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's killing yeah. it. So basically, what you do is you pick a team. I mean, you could pick a team. You could pick a different um, team every game that you play. I'm just sticking with the Bulls every single time, and you just go from team to team to team. It just takes you down the list. There's no season. There's no like. It keeps track of your stats if you have like a little like account, which is you know because it's an arcade game. You sort of put your initials like a save in. Save file. And, yeah, and it's yeah basically a save file. Um, and uh, I think I'm about halfway through the league. And I've, if you can't beat a team, you have to face them again. It's not like you move on and it's like, oh, your record's 10-1. and one. Oh, gotcha. um, So I lost like three or four games or something like that. Like everything basically comes down to the buzzer. It is such an arcade game, even yeah. on console, that if you are 10 points ahead, let's say, going into the fourth quarter, there is no way you're keeping more than a two-point lead towards the end of the game. There's no way. The game just they want your quarters, man. They, they want, want your, your quarters. They want your yeah. digital quarters through that Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like it is just like every single time it's a four point, two point, maybe three point game. Like that's every and it's interesting, makes it like more intense at the end, but it's also frustrating because oh I I kicked ass for three quarters and then now I'm getting my ass kicked for the next three minutes. Right. right? So it's fine, but now that I know that that's basically the rhythm of the game, I'm expecting it. So yeah, I'm trying it's to kind of annoying. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I'm, I'm really, like, really building up my lead as much as I can going into, like, the second half because I know I'm going to lose it. So the bigger they it gets... They should have taken that out in the Super Nintendo version, right? Because I, I, that's designed to steal people's quarters, but in the Super Nintendo, you don't yeah. have to give quarters. So. Yeah, it is. I, I, you Interesting. Know, I, it, it's Great. totally fine. It's, it's just the way that the old game is. I'm still having fun with it. Um, 
but I've gone to like double overtime a couple times because like in overtime they basically play the same the entire time as they do in the fourth quarter. So you're right. really close to getting your ass kicked every time you hit overtime. Um, so it's ve- it's actually very difficult. I was, I was surprised. I thought I would be okay, but I was actually – it's tough. And when you lose, it's like you lose at the buzzer, and you're like, ah, shit, you know? Like, it's one of those. But um, but I'm having fun with it, so it's still fun. I'm going to try and stream it more. I'm going to try and get, get through so the So did season. you mod the Super Nintendo so that you were able to stream it? Because No, so you, you can mod it so you can download – the games is what it but is. But how do you stream the Super Nintendo? Is it is it co- connected to the internet or? It's just connected to my computer. Connected to your oh, computer because it's USB. Okay. It's got like a USB plug in it and stuff like that. Oh, HDMI. That's cool. So um, it's not an old Super Nintendo. It's an SNES Mini, right? So right. It's basically a microchip inside a Super Nintendo shell. Gotcha. Is really all it is. So um, cool. yeah, um, and you you've kind of been sticking to Pod Racer, right? Is there anything else that stands out you've been playing or? No, no. Or Animal Crossing, that's it. Animal Crossing. Which we talked about. Yeah. Um, And I guess that leads me into Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, this is the moment we're waiting for. This is the game I've been waiting for for about seven years. Like, this is... The hype of this game, for me, was the same as what it was when... I don't know, when the next... Mario game came out when we were eight years old, when uh, Diablo 2 came out, when Diablo 3 came out even, right? Which at this point is like 10 years ago now. So, um, so okay, so I, I am not going to spoil anything. I know, Mike, you're, you're probably not going to get around to playing it, you said, which is totally fine. Right. But if anyone's listening and is on the fence about it and has heard mixed feelings about it, which is totally fair, not going to spoil it, but I will mention a couple of the things that people are sort of like upset about and stuff. I'm going to sort of touch on that stuff a bit, but overall, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. And it's, yeah, like you said, it's a, cause it's a long game. It's probably not what I'm yeah. going to play. I didn't get around to the first one, but um, I was just a fan of the genre. Uh, this game is a massive, massive release, sold tons of copies. It is like the for people that aren't familiar, like a star Wars release in the video game world, right? Like it's like yeah. a triple a release. Yeah. Everyone's playing it. Um, you beat it, and you got it in the, when it came out, and you just beat it. It's been out for about two weeks, has it, or two or three uh, weeks? At this point, where we're, where we're sitting, it's been almost two weeks. Yeah, it's been about like weeks. Okay. Thir- 13 days, 12 days, something like that. Right so I, I ordered so it ahead of time. I knew it was going to get it anyway. Like, There's no mm-hmm. pre-order bonus shit or anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to order it. It's going to get delivered. And I don't know, man, the delivery from Best Buy came like the morning that the game came out. I was expecting it. Maybe Sweet. on the Sunday or on the Monday or yeah. something, which is fine. You know, no big deal. Just a couple of days. But, like, it arrived when I was at work, and I go, oh, shit, I can play this game when I get home. <laughs> and I was, like, excited to play a game when I came home, wow. just like when I, I was that. a kid. You know, and I know it's yeah. not going to be, like, a feel-good game. It's very dark. And <laughs> and you're a and huge fan stuff. of the first one. So oh, I just – I love it. Let's, like, we, let's we, hear about – We talked the, about our decade uh, games, and it was, like, the game of the decade. Oh, yeah, it stuff. was the game of your decade. It's yeah. one of my favorites of all time, like, definitely top five easily. Okay, so overall – this game, so story beat-wise, without any detail, it is mm-hmm. just as good or better, in my opinion, than the first one. Gameplay-wise, it is 200 times better. So they've tweaked so many things in it to make it smoother, and there's so many more things you can do with it. 
um, that it is just overall a better game. Seven years later, I think that's expected as far as gameplay goes. Different system, right. and you sort of have you know more to work with, and a bigger studio at this point, and all that kind of stuff. A lot of money behind it with Sony and everything, so not surprising in that way. No matter what you've heard about about divisiveness on the story, I don't think I've seen anyone say like, oh, this game plays like crap, or it is so chunky, or it's not worth it because the gameplay is terrible, because it's not. Like, they have polished every last little thing through this game to make it, it based, it doesn't play that differently from the first one, if anyone's played the first. Like, it, it's not a drastic difference, but the differences that they do make and the changes that they have made and, and, and tweaks that they have made just make it that much better of a game and make the combat and the sneaking around and the intensity of the moments that they put you in that much better. So it's, it's, it's a little bit clunky here and there in the first one. In this one, I didn't feel that once, not once. It's a 25 to 30 hour game. I think about, there's about, I think I've seen that there's about eight to 10 hours of like cutscenes. So 20 hours of gameplay, Oh wow! nothing feels chunky. Like yeah. it's just, it's that good. So, um, Overall, this game is just fucking incredible. Like, it is just fucking incredible at almost every last little turn that it takes. And it starts off... Fuck, it's, it starts off in a way that you expect. Ten minutes later, it goes somewhere else. Twenty minutes later, it goes somewhere else. And you're just... You're struggling to get through the emotional gut punch that is this game. It is so fucking hard to be with these characters because you want to root for them so much and you want to be with them so much. And there's so many turns where it really plays with your feelings. Like it really plays with who you thought these people were, where you think they're going to go, why they're doing it. And it just doesn't completely turn it on its head, but it definitely gives you a different perspective on the people you love from the first and from the beginning of this game as well. And each one of these characters gets their moment, gets their time to progress, and has a reason for the choices that they make. So this is all story-based stuff. This is all the story of the game. It is like some of the best storytelling I've seen ever. Like, if, if movies were able to be 30 hours long, 25 hours long, this would be the best movie ever. Like, it's just insane how, like, I, I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop playing it. One, because I just, I just wanted to see where it was going. But I couldn't stop playing it because I just wanted to be with these characters and see where things went and why. And they do the thing that God of War did a couple of years ago, where there's no loading screens. So, oh, wow, it does that, eh? Yeah, so where do you stop? Where do you sort of choose to sort of... Right. There's no chapter. There's, I mean, there is chapters. There's sort of day one, day two. But, like, day one, day two, day three, which is sort of how it's split up, each one is, like, ten hours long. You're going to sit there and play for ten hours? I mean, I wish I could, but no. <laughs> like, um, so it is, in my opinion, one of the best storytelling... Story games ever like ever you know um the first one is that nice. and th this is an improvement of that so um, so it's up to your expectations because you like you said you've been waiting for it for years well, 
no, over like, I, I want to I want to get through all the little details about mm-hmm. like what what it does with the story because it's super interesting and to me um, as you've probably have heard and have read and have seen like it is it is bold as shit with a lot of the stuff that it does but I think makes like the bold choices that it makes makes it a game that is worth like it w- makes the story worth telling you know right. it, it it wants you to feel well compared it to like um a very like a difficult thing to watch like a really yeah hard yeah. documentary to get through or something that's sort of like um yeah it's emotional and almost you don't want to watch it because it's making is making you sad but you know you should because it's has a good message right like it, it has it has so there's aspects of it where it has quote unquote good message, but really what it is, is a deep message. It's not even really that it's a good message. There are parts of that with his, which is within each character's sort of life and storyline and everything, but it's more so about, it, it challenges you to uh, not appreciate, but it challenges you to understand what these characters are going through, even though this is not something that we're, currently experiencing although they do use the word pandemic quite a few times um it is so as a player does it like make you play through these choices or are they mostly shown to you in cutscenes? because it's almost more powerful if they're making you as the player like do these things right and so so it's of... a bit of both it depends on what story okay. beat you're at some of them are part of cutscenes. some of them for example without detail you are murdering someone that you like you're in the middle of a cutscene, and then it cuts to you needing to interact with that cutscene, and it's not just like a quick time event it's not like press x to do this like there are a couple of those things but they're nothing too crazy um forces you as the player to actually forces you as a player yeah and you don't really have a choice which okay i can understand the argument like oh i'll let this person live whoever it is without any detail about it but the, the fact, what you're doing while they force you to make that, that decision or where they force you to make that action, they let you sit with it, right? They, they, they let you think about what that character just did or what you just did and let you question whether that person is who you thought they were. And they do that five different times on the good spectrum and the bad spectrum. They, they go across the whole gamut of feelings across it. And then you get to the gameplay and, you know, I'm, I'm just honestly just talking about like story here and what that's all about. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the gameplay, they let you do so much more with it because sort of areas that you're sort of blocked off in where all the enemies are, you do more with it. The enemies are more interesting, um, how you're, how you're allowed and supposed to get out of those encounters in case you get caught or something. They give you way more choice to do that. It's way more interesting and you just are able to be more engrossed in the area that you're in because they allow you to do what you want in an area that is just feels real and lived in or has been lived in. Um, the enemies are interesting. They're unpredictable in a lot of ways. Um, and they make you, through gameplay and through characters, they make you change the way that you need to play that game to progress the story because you, I can't say why, but mm-hmm. 
because they just that's do. for later you're gonna they do, ju- spoiler. they just do, do yeah. spoilers yeah so later um yeah. i i yeah so this is i i can talk about this game in, in spoilery territory for six hours honestly mm-hmm. like it's just they they make a lot of big bold decisions i would say that if anyone's out there and might have seen or heard the leaks that came out about a month maybe two months before the game and they didn't really agree with maybe what they would have done with some of the characters whether you knew these characters before or not if that's something that threw you off i understand that i can understand not agreeing with it but at the same time if you're willing to explore why they made that choice this game explains that plus more so i think it's worth the exploration as to why they made these bold choices because i think the story is that good and that worth worthwhile um, and when it's over, you'll, at least I was sitting there at two o'clock in the morning when I was finishing it, staring at the menu screen afterwards, just thinking about what I did for the last three hours that I played. Um, wow. Because the ending is like even more of a gut punch than the stuff that happens at the beginning that has been more decisive for a lot of people. So um I'll, I'll stop talking because it's a lot, unless you have questions about it. <laughs> no, I think you covered it all, man. Like I, I'm not familiar with it all and the leaks or anything. So I just curious on um, how the game made you feel. If you think it's worthwhile for people to play it. And I think you've sort of nailed all that. So yeah. I think it's safe to say you highly recommend the game. Anyone sitting on the fence should go out there and buy it right away and play it. Yeah, but be prepared to play something that is difficult and will make you think and yes. yeah, challenge you. Exactly. Yeah. And and the other thing is like, and this is going to be written in every review. This is going to be written in every, you know, precursor to any sort of write up or podcast you listen to, whatever it is, is that it's 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 a tricky time for the game to come out because of everything that everyone's dealing with with a pandemic going on, and this is right. a world that these characters live in where a pandemic happened. And I know, yes, people aren't turning into zombies right now around the world or turning into like these sort of gross creatures that are in, in the last of us world. But, um, but in some ways it's almost the perfect time to play it because you're able to see a different kind of story when things really go to shit. And there's something about that where it's not easy because it's, it's a very emotional game but it's still worth exploring. So if you want to hold off on it because it just doesn't feel like the right time, 100% totally understand that. I I just didn't want to not play this game right away. Um, I made that choice for better or for worse. Um, but if that's something that scares you about it, totally fine. Just wait. It'll be around. And it'll probably come out for PS5 as well. So it'll probably look even better than it already does because it looks friggin' incredible. So... Um, Gameplay is great. The storyline's even better, and the way everything looks draws you into both of those things as well, which which goes a long way. So, um, yeah. So, Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> awesome. Well, After- now that like that was very well said. I can't wait for your spoiler talk. I'm not going to play it, so I'm probably going to listen to your spoiler talk and get all the feels there. Okay. <laughs> um, hopefully, you can find someone that's uh, played it. I will, and if anyone's listening that wants to say yes to that, put their hand up, I'm more than happy to honestly talk to anybody about this because it's actually, just like a lot of movies that have a lot of um, deep story and messaging and stuff like that, it's one of those games, because it's so story-driven, that talking about it more than once might actually be the most beneficial thing. 
talking about it with more than one person might be the most beneficial thing too. So because people have personal, like everyone's experience with it might be slightly different, right? Yes, so. absolutely. For different, different characters, different story beats, all that stuff. Well, it, I, I almost guarantee that almost everyone you talk about will not have the same experience from playing this game, which is super cool. interesting. Yeah. It sounds like a, you know, the type of game that is rare these days. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come along very often. So uh, glad exactly. you played it and got to uh, talk about it on the podcast and everything. So. Yeah, I love some of it. Uh, sort of, it's sort of a. Ah, it's the first time You've been I've sitting on it for a while, right? Since you've been. I've been like sitting on it for ago. almost a week. Yeah, I finished it about week, four or yeah. five days ago. So I've been sitting on it, trying to think about it. I, I didn't take too many notes while I played it, which maybe is mm -hmm. my mistake. Maybe that's why it's more of a ramble than it was anything else. But um, that hopefully good, that helps that people good. if they haven't played it. Yeah. Hopefully it helps people if they have. And again, if anyone wants to put their hand up and talk to us, totally fine. Um, I, I'm more than happy to because this is just one of those games that I think it needs to happen more than it want, I want it to happen, you know? So, right. yeah. Well, um, I'm very interested to see, like, I'm very interested now on what what it is that you're hinting at that the story was about, so yeah. I, I can't wait to listen <laughs> I know, to that. I know right? But I like, just, like, have to be super vague. <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't spoil it, so that's that's good. Um, yeah, basically every two, three hours, there's something big that you kind of have to discuss in cool. the storyline. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to wait for your uh, discussion. I'm not going to Oh, the myself. pressure's on, the pressure's on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so before we uh, talk anyone's ear off too much, um, if anyone's interested, we're, we're, we're playing games on Twitch as much as we can. Like Mike said, he's, he's streaming. Um, uh, Pod Racer. I, I'm probably going to try and stream some NBA Jam stuff more. Um, but uh, this is a rare Friday night recording for us. We are actually going to end this, and we're going to play some Warzone, which we've had fun doing with uh, some mutual friends and stuff. So that's another thing we're playing. It's not really back in my day, but we're having fun. It's a good excuse mm -hmm. to talk to buddies. So it's another thing for us to sort of show off. Um, if anyone wants to watch us, listen to us, and all that, Mike, where are they going to be able to find us? Back in my day games on Twitch. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at day back in the podcast is called back in my day. Find it on your podcast app of choice, uh, rank review, subscribe. If you have the time and you want to do us a favor, go leave a five-star review on uh, Apple or Spotify. That really helps. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. That's it, Mike. Thanks very much. I'll see you um, in the, in the, um, in the battlefield plane. in the battlefield in the plane yeah let's yeah. go with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks everyone for listening and uh for anyone that might have been watching um we will talk to everybody soon thank you Yourself. What do you want? You come back, huh?